Yeah, good that you are watching and listening to the Assassin's Cast episode 2. Um, thank you everyone for joining on Twitch as well. That's of course the first time... Oh, yeah. Uh, that we're going actually uh, live. That's the first time you can listen to it. But first, before I do the whole rig and roll... Jordan, how are you, man? It's been a week. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's been a really fun week. I'm in the middle of trying to get a house right now, so a lot of busy work. I'm also working on uh, some uh, cool Valhalla content, but Woo! not quite videos just yet, but we're getting there. How about you, man? Yeah, I, I've been doing fine as well. As we discussed before the the, uh, the podcast, I'm having some technical difficulties. My relationship with Google is... Uh, not going as as I hope. Like when I refresh my Google Drive, uh, they say that, that I'm like not authorized or something. I can't watch my YouTube videos in private. But I think we will get over it after some like discussions. Maybe uh, release them all for the people. <laughs> Just release all the private videos. I have to. <laughs> I have to check them first, Jordan. No, but you say you're you're working on some new stuff. Can you already give us uh, some tips? Because you, of course, like if you're listening, is this the first time you're listening to this podcast? It's a weekly Assassin's Creed Valhalla podcast um, where we go in depth on the latest Valhalla news. And my name is Jordan, Joe Raptor, and yeah, I'm here with Jordan I'm, from It's Jordan Does. Jordan Does, yeah, Jordan Does. Obviously, once Valhalla comes around, or maybe a bit before, I do more mechanic build related videos. Ooh, um, double shield builds. Yeah, can't wait. Yeah, double it's shield. It's gonna be a race. Kind of stuff. It's gonna be a race. Uh, what I'm, yeah, what I'm gonna be working on mainly is uh, have been working on mainly is the website, so that you can kind of uh, build different your builds on the web or on your phone uh, and test uh, DPS, that kind of stuff. So I'm updating the Odyssey one right now, but that's laying the groundwork for the Valhalla one pretty And what, what is the, the URL for if people want to check out that website? Uh, builds.ac or ac-builds.com, both work. I still think that Odyssey is actually like being played a lot. Uh, like obviously, when a new game in a series gets announced, people go back to the older games. And Odyssey, of course, had a sort of renaissance with the Ezio outfit already earlier this year. Yeah. Well, from a data perspective, my build site there's at least two to three builds created on it every day still. Whoa. So that's pretty impressive. Yeah. And how many do you make of the two or three? Uh, <laughs> I've got like <laughs> none actually. They're, oh, okay. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, they're all me, and I'm just doing that as a means to sound like like a bigger deal than I need to be. <laughs> no, yeah. no kidding. No, cool. So uh, yeah, check check the website out if you're still playing Odyssey, and if you're excited for Valhalla, then you're likely at the right. Like that's why you're likely listening to this podcast. Um, so the podcast goes live every Saturday on your favorite podcast services. Or you can also go to assassinscast.com and then you will go to the SoundCloud and download it there. If you want to support the show, um, that's also possible. Then you can head over to the YouTube channel and next to the subscribe button, there's a join button. And if you hit that, then for $2 per month, you can get access to the video version of the show. And also like other exclusive content that I normally don't post on YouTube, but that I now do post for members, like my interview with Ashraf Ismail, the creative director on the game. And you can also submit your questions that we can then read on this show. So if you want to have, if you have questions for the show, head over to the join button on YouTube. And my channel is, of course, Joe Raptor. For $5 a month, you can get two days early access, or you can also watch live on Twitch, as many of you are doing right now. Thanks for joining. It's twitch.tv Raptor, where we're every week live recording the podcast. It's the first time that you can get it. 8 a.m. Pacific time, uh, 11 a.m. Eastern time, 4 p.m. UK time, and 5 p.m. Central European time. So just follow the Twitch channel and you will be notified. And we also do a special post show there that you can also get if you are a member of the channel. So that's kind of the rigmarole. Um, but if you cannot support the show, that's, of course, totally no big deal. It's already awesome that you're listening now. Now, It would still be cool, though, if you, for example, rated us on iTunes. We are, like, I'm pretty flabbergasted that we're at a five-star rating right now. Jordan, uh, eight people already rated us, five stars. Nice. That's pretty cool. Thank you so much. 
yeah so go to itunes if you're listening there and give us that five star rating or no let, let, let's go for that perfect five star and there will be a troll now i'm sure that's gonna give a one star but we will we will survive we will survive we also have actually one comment and i want to actually every week at least read one of the new comments we got on itunes um you can read the name as well jordan what do you think how should i pronounce this um i would just spell it uh but if we wanted to pronounce it we could do er er i think that's pretty cool i think i'm down for that r-c-t-i-d-j-m-c so people don't think i'm a crazy person So this person said, and I'm just even not even going to try it. Uh, these two have been uh, the go-to for all the Assassin's Creed news, tips, tricks, builds, and everything AC. Awesome to see them together and produce more content. So awesome. That's uh, fun to read. So thanks a lot for that. And again, thanks we to everyone who... third Jordan now. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> then we can exceed it. If you know a Jordan who's into Assassin's Creed reach out as well please okay so this episode we got quite a lot of interesting news and i talked about it before the episode as well i was kind of like when when wednesday was approaching i was like okay what are we going to talk about because it really seems like we of course had that reveal um then after that we had the big gameplay trailer that turned out to be a very small teaser trailer and after that they have been doing some interviews here and there but um yeah it's now kind of quiet as we go to that new marketing sort of beat. And um, yeah, the what I, what I wanted to say is that what are, like, when do you think that ne- new marketing beat is going to be, Jordan? Like, we have the Ubisoft Forward on July 12th, but... Mm-hmm. I definitely think that that'll be a place where a lot of more information is going to come out. What I've actually been loving a lot is uh, a shout out to like access the animus. And then also the marketing team has been trickling these uh, AC fact videos, these little AC oh, fact yeah. videos. We're, we're going to listen to one of them with actually. Yeah. Yeah. And so those have been little good nuggets of, of information, but in terms of like the, um, like more information, I definitely agree with you that, 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 uh, We'll see more. I hope uh, earlier, though. I'm holding my fingers crossed. Yeah. Like, Xbox is going to do something in June, and they really use Valhalla as this sort of next-gen game to promote their new console. So maybe during that show in June, whenever that is. Uh, we will, of course, keep you up to date here on the, the podcast and, of course, uh, on the YouTube channel. So keep it locked for that. But where I was actually going to is that the PlayStation Magazine, so on Wednesday, so one day uh before we are we're now recording this podcast also had a new interview with quite a lot of new details so we will be going over that talking about how there will be jaw-dropping moments in the new ss creed we learned about what like in our settlement we can go out to do two specific activities what the side quest structure will be and also that there seemingly is no loot box system although i'm not 100 convinced yet and we want to listen indeed to one of those, uh, to one of those videos from the um, Darby recorded very recently, and of course at the end we also have a prediction for what we think will be in the final game. So let's start with actually a small bit of news, um, and that is regarding the release date. So if you have been following my YouTube channel, then you know that mid October is likely the internal date that Ubisoft is now using. They likely don't want to talk about it yet because. Like, everyone is working from home. They're not sure if they can actually hit it. Um, but we now have, like, many websites and now also a deluxe art book on Amazon who is uh, noting that the art book will release on October 13th, 2020, and that will be a Tuesday. And that it would be, like, that perfect early access day, right? I think we... Did we talk about that before? Like, the early access for games? I think so, right? I don't think on the podcast we oh, have okay. So, yeah, because Ubisoft, of course, always does early access for gold editions and up. And that seemed to work. So you would think that it will do it here as well. So that's kind of an update. Still, it seems like mid-October for the current-gen versions. And, of course, the next-gen version when those consoles come out, likely in November. Did you see that Deluxe art book, by the way? I did, yeah. It, it honestly looked I, like I want to get it. <laughs> 
<laughs> but um, I, the uh, the fact that like the October release date makes a lot of sense to me, like with just the fact that lots of these platforms have leaked that. But definitely why they haven't probably committed to one is like you mentioned the working from home all that type of information they they don't want to fully commit yet until they're like getting closer and they're like okay that makes a lot of sense we can do that mm -hmm. but i would guess that even if they're behind on anything the fact that they've committed to this so far that it's going to be sometime in october if not like end of the October, year for sure like they even yeah. released unity in the state that it was so they will do anything <laughs> they will release games no matter what so you hit the holiday sales <laughs> this is a big due to the amount of like hype and feedback they got from the launch trailer like this is a really important game for ubisoft to release this fall yeah and um and to have it like as a launch so, title, like if you're like buying the PS5 or Series X, you want that big open world game that looks awesome and it's well built for the next gen systems. Then, yeah, you want to have this out then. Um, and also, uh, I mentioned before in the videos, like Watch Dogs Legion still needs to launch likely at the end of this year. So you don't want Assassin's Creed and Watch Dogs too close. And Cyberpunk is, of course, that other big open world game. So if Ubisoft wants to launch a big open world game alongside one of the most anticipated games, of the year, although Valhalla <laughs> is likely up there now too, but I still think Cyberpunk, like with the Witcher pedigree, is, is a little little higher. I think Devil Cell still a little bit yeah. more. Um, so they want to, like, you don't want to fight each other. They already know Cyberpunk is set for mid-November. Let's get a little bit out of that way, but still, like one month after that, it's totally possible. Going back to that digital art book, um, 208 pages, 80 bucks. You still want to get it? Yeah. Okay. I think, I, I, I think it would. Okay. So here's the deal with that is I, I'm looking at it now and forgive me, but I want it because it looks good. Not because I want to read it. Is that, is that a horrible thing? Like to have it so, like on a nice little thing behind you? Yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah. But oh yeah. Okay. I get it. But you will likely like I, in my experience, like with art books, you get it, you look at it like one time and then you're like, oh, this looks awesome. And then you put it on the shelf and then maybe once a year you grab it and think, oh, that looked awesome. But I'm Unless not sure that... I get it like signed by Ash and become like the real ultimate AC fan, you know, get Whoa. like Darby to sign it or something. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. Then, then it's valuable. So then you're gonna sell it. It's like you're you want to buy this house. You're you're gonna grab a, get the signature. So. I'm gonna next podcast. I'm gonna get on here and try to resell the art book marked yeah. up with signature. But it's just gonna be forged because we're all quarantined. I can't get their real signatures. I think there there are likely some like pictures out there of people saying, "Oh, Ashraf signed this," so you can like copy that. I think that 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 would that would make sense. Uh, okay, let's get actually into some gameplay details. Um, so we learned a lot from the PlayStation magazine, actually. And uh, I want to start mm -hmm. with like the settlement. And we, of course, know about the settlement. It's in the set location. It's in England. The game starts in Norway. And then at one point, you go make this home base that actually grows over time. So they now talked about it, how it, it it's like an... Likely, as with in Odyssey, you had these quests in the menu that were just always kind of there um like the 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 for, for the um for the cultists for example so mm -hmm. that is likely going to be for your settlement as well like it's always going to be in your uh in your mission menu and it will just be a continuous storyline throughout the whole game because as you grow the more people come in and then likely i, I like they talked about growing pains and like you don't have to make like big choices i would think that for example oh, that person stole my this and this, or there's not enough food for everyone and what you are going to do. Like, mm -hmm. is, is that something you think as well? Yeah, I definitely feel like, because he mentioned, um, I mean, that kind of bleeds into the, the next thing, which is the side quest, but like how things are kind of flower petal uh, structured, meaning like you, you're at the center and then you're leaving, going out, doing stuff, coming back to your settlement pretty much every time. And so a lot of those uh quests will probably be centered around trying to support the people in the settlement growing it you might have to choose which blacksmith i'm obsessed with the blacksmith <sighs> now 
like like maybe you'll have to pick which one you want to have and that's like a choice you'll have to make like do i like this guy better or this guy you know i hope they have um, perks something like this guy can like make my sword even sharper but the other guy's better with armor that, that would be pretty cool actually yeah yeah uh, and like i don't maybe like his face so he can leave <laughs> Yeah, I can already see the cries of someone picked the wrong blacksmith and all their gear is bad, though. <laughs> yep, <laughs> and, and then like, the Ubisoft forms. Can I, can I, where, where can I get the other blacksmith? Oh, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think uh, you're right. I think you're you're right. But yeah, other things, you, you would say like a growing pain, like uh, other things we can imagine, like from the settlement. Uh, things get burned um, down, maybe, or something. I don't know. That yeah, was that your was prediction. like my prediction last week was that you would... Um, your settlement will get like burned down not destroyed but like you'll have you won't be able to maybe interact with a lot of stuff and you'll have to like uh recover it real quickly mm -hmm. because uh someone came through because they did mention um in that same uh playstation like things like alliances and stuff so maybe an alliance gone wrong or something like that yeah 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 um, or, or that you take in some sort of family or something and they start like killing your people from within that would actually be pretty interesting and i saw like a ton of viking tv that's shows very and that's... Nice. what yeah, sorry that's true that's not very nice like the they you invite them in and then they 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 kill your people yeah, they, we're feeding these are you. vikings man if they see odin on the battlefield they think they can go they, they, they're gonna they're yeah. gonna fight yeah um yeah, I, I definitely kind of like this concept in general, just because, I mean, it's a little bit kind of Red Dead Redemption-y too, to a degree, Yeah. Um, in the sense like with the camp, but like, I feel like it's there's a lot more focus on this for Valhalla. Like, it seems like it's a very, like, they're, they're repeating it a lot that this is a core mechanic, so there's going to be a lot of things that we may not even be able to like yeah, talk yeah. about that we are not aware of yet because of how pivotal this mechanic is so mm -hmm. uh whatever we're thinking it is i hope we're not overhyping it but it's probably a bit more than what we think it is i mean darby said that it, it like, that it, it is like quite big also in that playstation article and the big thing that i wanted to go at was that from your settlements so in your settlements like you can go to the the barber shop to change your hair to go to the blacksmith if you if he's still there, if he, mm -hmm. if he didn't let him die. Um, <laughs> and the stable is there, um, the tattoo uh, shop. Um, so there are a ton of things you can do in the settlements. But if you go out, there are actually two activities. And one is go on a raid. So then you actually... Um, likely, we, ha we had the war chief. Like in our settlement, there's a war chief. Maybe we talk to this person and that person is like, Hey, uh, I see some possibilities in this and this location. We also now learned that in your long ship, there will be a map. And in that map, they, you also see, hey, that's a good place to go raid. Or actually trade as well uh, was mentioned. So that's a cool little twist. Mm -hmm. um, and the other thing we can do from going out uh, is... So it really seems that raiding really seems like that other site, like a special activity. So if you go raid, then that is what you're going to do. It sounds like you cannot then go on a story mission or something at least that that that, that was kind of what i got away from it i i don't think i think it would be more free but was that like raiding wasn't like like free open world in the sense or maybe it is but it, like it, it still is like, but it seems like and then you go ahead it, it seems like you go f you from your settlements you pick an assignment maybe and then you go do that and then that is your focus when you're out in the world and then you bring back resources to build up your settlement and then the other activity you you could do was forge alliances and likely go on the big main quest and the side missions stuff like that so mm -hmm. it kind of sounds like a different it, it will still likely be because we know if you go to a river you can summon your ship at any point uh and then your mm -hmm. raid party will be there as well so i'm not sure how uh like instance it is if it like really is you can do one or the other or if it's kind of blends in together but that was kind of my takeaway from him saying you have two activities when you leave the the settlement but yeah i mean i guess it could make sense for you to kind of enter a raiding state maybe because yeah. they might they might have added a diplomacy type 
mechanic. So like if you're raiding someone you're trying to make an alliance with, your chances of securing that are probably lower or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, or the, or maybe they didn't, and it's just you can raid people and still ally with them. But yeah, that would actually be weird. Um, yeah, but that that's all like speculation. We, we will have to uh, see of more. Course, we yeah. do we do have some more facts about the side missions and how they are going to like adopt a Shakespeare five act structure. So instead of like unlike replaying Origins now in the Monday stream and we were doing some side missions. Uh, recently and it is really like oh man um some some uh, someone is missing or someone got killed you go to an investigation area okay oh i see that they they it's in a bandit camp you take the person out and you go back to the quest giver and that is kind of it what they are kind of saying here is that there should likely be more to it and um this is not actually new because the Shakespeare five-act structure is also in Odyssey used a lot. And I think this also kind of means that the side missions will just be a little bit longer and can really like... Uh, there was actually a person on uh, Reddit and I, uh, I got a cool um, Reddit post about that from uh, our Redemption. So this person says is that in Act 1, the audience learns the setting, the characters are developed and the conflict is introduced. Then in Act 2, the action of this act leads to the audience to the climax. It is common for compli- uh, complications to arise uh, or for protagonists to encounter obstacles. Then in Act 3, there's a turning point of the play. The climax is characterized by the hi- highest amount of suspense. Then Act 4... The opposite of the rising action. And then kind of in Act 5, the final outcome of the drama. So there's really like, when you approach a quest, there's really thought of, okay, early in the quest, the climax has to be reached. And then as we go on, you learn more. And so it sounds more complicated than the quest I think we saw in Origins. That's my takeaway, at least. Yeah, I I definitely like this mainly because also Darby is just very like story and and writing oriented. Like especially, I love the quests and like revelations and stuff. And so I'm really excited to see like how the narrative team really kind of expanded side quests. I'm all for uh, less side quests with more uh, impact or curiosity in them. Uh, there was a point in Odyssey for me where, like, the the pattern was revealed very early yeah. in some of those side Especially quests. Especially when and... the story creator mode was released, because then you could make them yourself. Yeah, and it, it became very much like, um, oh, I know what's going to happen here. And you just kind of, like, sit in and you're like, well, I'm just doing it for the XP now, which isn't, like, a place I like to be in a video game, unless no. I meet Unless I need the XP, then then I will. Uh, I think the that quest over the Lost Tales of Greece missions were pretty well done, though. I think they were kind of a step yeah. up and more memorable as well in terms of the characters. I remember the two brothers, and you could actually romance yeah. them both. But if you chose them both and they figured out, then they would all be mad at you. And one brother still had like <laughs> visions from the war or something. It was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really hope that we get stories like that. I. I hope that that yeah those types of structures are in the main game. I think that would make a lot of people very happy to kind of have that kind of quest content to consume. Uh, if instead of like monthly releases like Odyssey did, because I I would say like the I think uh, we still no, have it, that there, though. But yeah, the um, there there were a lot of good side quests though in Odyssey that yeah. I did like. I don't that wasn't a side quest. Was the uh, I love the Minotaur. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The, Pef- yeah. the, Pef- the Pefka uh, story. You mean the really Minotaur? Minotaur? Is that, is that the yeah the... Minotaur? That yeah, the one with the kids. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think the one with the kids started the the other one. Is that correct? Like yeah. the that yeah. was the main quest storyline, and then there was also the Minotaur where you yeah. uh, had to kind of go follow that guy. Like I'm the Minotaur. <laughs> yeah, guy. yeah. And then you got the helmet, yeah. I think, at the end as well. Yeah. That was awesome. Like, I love stuff like that when it also, like, gives you a unique item that you can only get there. It was like a... In the end, it was like a... And for the When the official customization system uh, released, it was a cool hat to sometimes run around in. Um, what is also mm-hmm. interesting 
is that fetch quest. They seem to be out. Darby hates them. So if we find one, we can we can say, hey, you hated them. He said actually that they <laughs> won't feature in Valhalla. So, but I think that it's kind of interesting, and I'm kind of when when I was like making my video on this, I did not really think about it. But then after that, I was like. Wait, so does that mean that the daily missions that we saw in Odyssey, that I think from a technical perspective were pretty interesting because they would lead you to a location that would ever every time be kind of different while you started mm -hmm. in the same location. Um, and they were really like your typical, hey, kill five bandits, come back, get your Oricalcum, or kill this boar, uh, get the Oricalcum. And if you actually move mm -hmm. to different locations, if you, I don't know... Did you figure out where, like, if they started in, um, like, how, where, because you always had to start the daily mission in one point, but for me it was always at Sargon, because I was just always there. Um, but they kind of switched it up. I think the daily missions did, I think, appear at every message board. Yeah, yeah, I'm but... understanding your question. Yeah, actually. yeah, yeah, but they, like... Um, for me, they always were at Sargon, where if I did some quest, a quest, I think, in another region, then they would suddenly appear there. So there was a sort of trick. Uh, it wasn't gotcha. like always random every day. It was really like where you are at at the moment, I think you will get the daily mission mm -hmm. there or something like that. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the fetch... The thing that I... Um, yeah, the fetch quest, man. I'm not I don't have too much of like an attachment to them so like I'm just curious yeah like the impact of of like okay I was used to those quests in Odyssey I did like them but I don't know if I'll be upset if they're not in there or not I'm mm -hmm. just assuming though that they're going to have daily quests and maybe they came up with uh better ones but I'm assuming um that it'll still be fetch like like it's yeah. going to be like go raid this village or something <laughs> uh, like you're not and you're technically bringing back like yeah uh, but you have the the difference of course between your bounties and the quest because these daily quests were really a quest you were talking to a person while the bounties were like uh destroy 15 yeah. athenian ships and that those missions mm -hmm. sucked and maybe those bounties will still be in the game while the talk to a uh, person who wants you to kill four bandits that are close by will not be in the game anymore. That's at least how I'm reading into this. Gotcha. Yeah, that would make sense. But mm -hmm. will Oricalcum be in the game at all? Ooh, because... So I'm going to read the, um, the article here. Um, okay, yep. let me see. I need to... Because they had, like, totally... I think I put it in the link of my latest video that you can watch on the channel. I put a link to the PlayStation Magazine. What, read it for yourself if you want. Uh, or get the PlayStation Magazine, of course, support these guys. So they have one section, it's called X to Grind. The loot box system that featured in Origins and Odyssey, so the um, Olympian Gifts and the Hecka Chest, seem to be gone. Instead, new unique weapons and gear are earned and valued... Uh, and most can be used throughout the entire game. First they said every item and now they're already like most. So there will likely be an item that will still be useless. Hopefully it's not the ultimate edition gear because that would be <laughs> typical. Okay, then Darby says every piece of gear is unique in the game and can be upgraded extensively. So that when you find a piece of gear you are excited and you celebrate it. And that you can that, that can stay with you for quite a long time. Uh, and then he adds, and it can be uh, viable for quite a long time. So it's quite a different approach than the previous games took. So those two things are kind of different. I don't think that that means that the loot box system is not in the game. That was kind of my point. Um, that is, we, we um, and shout out again to Exit the Animus. They've been doing a great job with reporting on this. And when I read their tweet, I, was, I already read the article. And they also said, like, seem uh, in quotes. Because... That's just a an assumption from this from this rider, but I don't think that this actually confirms that we will not get any hacker chest. I agree. I think they're kind of misinterpreting. I think what Darby is alluding to is you know how in Odyssey you would kill um, some sort of guard and they would drop uh, rare gear. Yeah. I think what we might see is that like maybe they're not going to drop gear. In the sense that, like, un yeah, or less gear, right. and like, 
and gear is going to be grabbed through chests or at locations or things like that. And so there's going to be a lot less of just purple spam in your uh, inventory, which I'm okay with, as mm. long as like there's enough variety in the gear for me to justify a build site. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll still have a fun time playing the game regardless. So I think the the writer kind of took that information and, and assumed that um, the or because because like I I thought about when I first read this was like okay if you don't have the oriculcum gifts then there's no way for anyone to get any of the paid gear for battle free, pass technically battle pass it. yeah i've been saying it <laughs> they're going for a battle pass lock it in people <laughs> yeah i don't know so but that was uh, a prediction but i but think I, yeah. what they're yeah go ahead I, I think you're right i think i think you make a, make a good point in that enemies and we i never really thought about this actually because I also don't really use the enemies in the games for my sort of loot. Like I never thought, oh, I'm going to kill this enemy for this item. Only the mercenaries that had like specific spots in the ladder, um, the drop legendary gear. But like your typical enemies, I never thought of them as like loot midgets for me to, to go and farm. So, And I think you, you make a great point that in Valhalla, I think they will likely drop crafting material maybe. Stuff like that, so we can upgrade the pieces, and that there will be like these legendary chests that we saw in Odyssey. So set in a specific location, so you really have to go there to get that piece. And maybe a specific raid can only give you that item, or th this raid has five items that you can get, and every time you have a chance to get one of them, or something like that. So there's a reason to mm -hmm. keep keep raiding. I think that is kind of the system they're going for, uh, and I and I really like that. But I still think that the um, the pack we already saw, like the Berserker pack um, that we saw in the Ultimate Edition, there will be a way at one point to get that without like paying Helix credits or getting the Ultimate Edition. Um, but what I, I still hope so, by the way. I'm assuming that they haven't announced it yet, but I would be shocked if they moved away from that. And I will totally make my voice heard because I think that is actually cool. And what, what I actually saw, like someone reached out, I think, a few months ago. I got every piece without paying for it. Like that's awesome that that is possible. It took him almost wow. two years. I was, <laughs> I thought that was mathematically impossible. I was gonna say like I hope they boost the numbers a little bit or something because like the chances of you getting a full set from Sargon, uh, I thought was pretty low chances. Rip Sargon. But yeah, Rip Sargon. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, he gave out his last Hades lieutenant yeah, and sailed yeah. off out of the sunset. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no but i agree and i really hope that they do the weekly fender as well where you can just every week go there and hope that, that and if you just farmed enough you can like get a specific mount that um so you don't have to like are not focused on the the luck um i really think that it would be weird if from origins to odyssey was like an evolution and then Valhalla would do something completely different um but yeah i think uh, on the other hand, like it will be even more exciting maybe in Valhalla to get finally a gear item. I hope though, and I'm not sure if this will be the case, if they still do gear sets, set bonuses. Because that was really the thing when you were like farming these chests uh, or the Olympian gifts and you got one piece of the five pieces and it had a set bonus for the whole set. Yeah, you were like, okay, I will just get it for the look then. But it was never really powerful because you never got the whole set. So. Yeah, and the the legendary gear had less perks than the rare gear, so I'm I'm okay with like more intentional unique gear from like a build perspective, but like I I want the legendary gear to be better than the epic gear. Like in Vol uh in Odyssey, we would just repeat forts all the time, trying to re-roll items constantly just to get the perfect yeah, yeah, yeah. perks on epic gear. And like as fun as that was at the time, um, I feel like they need to like build the game a little bit better to support that kind of those yeah. people who want to like optimize their character like and then that. That, that's what's going to be so exciting when they finally reveal the gameplay and if they go into menus because then we get a good idea of what they're likely going for and right now it's all speculation mm -hmm. um uh we do know for a fact though that the hidden blade um is of course on uh, top of the wrist and there's a good reason for it when i interviewed ashraf before the reveal of the game he was like very cagey but uh, darby is out there providing the facts 
So I wanted to uh, briefly listen to uh, his video. And uh, you will likely not hear it, Jordan, but I will let you know when it's finished. Bill Six no asks, why did you guys choose to have the hidden blade on the upper part of the wrist instead of the below part? Well, Swivel Six, it, it is a deliberate decision. It's something that um, Eivor feels very strongly about when he or she gets a hold of this hidden blade. It occurs to Eivor that it would be much more interesting to let people see this weapon, to be conspicuous about it. Uh, Vikings were known as having a sense of honor, and it was very important that when you killed somebody, that you let people know that you uh, that you killed them. Oftentimes, people would not be punished for murder if they had a, a small justification, like say somebody had insulted you. They would not be punished for the murder as long as they admitted to it, as long as they stated openly that, yes, I killed that person because we got into combat. And so having the hidden blade visible is actually kind of an extension of that honor. We want this conspicuous aspect of the blade to be reflected in the way that Eivor uh, presents him or herself to the world. So yeah, that was uh, the reason why the Hidden Blade... Y y did you watch it already, uh, Jordan? I did, yeah. Okay, and I turned cool. up the stream volume a little bit and just listened oh, nice. to it. <laughs> nice, 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 nice. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, he's basically saying if you... It's like honor, so you want to let... If you kill someone... You don't want to be shady about it. You don't want to be like, oh, a secret. Like you want to, like, kind of, w yeah, win. Like, uh, how do how do I say that? Um, like, um, yeah, celebrate yeah, the victory like, and yeah. Yeah, you you're uh, an honorable. If you're gonna kill someone, you want to be Vikings. Wanted to be honorable about it and let people know, like, hey, I'm the person that killed you. I didn't yeah. like take a coward's route. But the the thing that like I, I'm okay with that explanation. Um, I just feel like that they kind of um, accidentally kind of fanned a few flames for some fans who are like, "Well, then, I thought, can I not be stealthy at all? Like, what's like?" Uh, no, and no, Darby no, no. later on in that Twitter thread kind of recovered and was like, "Yeah, like uh, you can still be stealthy. Like, there's times for you to be like where Vikings were stealthy." Yeah, sh and should stuff, I read so. the tweet? I got it in front of me now. Um, yeah. Will the, this impact the player ability to play stealthy at all? Nope. And of course, there are legit reasons for Vikings would be stealthy, as you will see. The main thing is to always mm -hmm. be upfront about your kills. Never deny you killed someone. Never shirk responsibility. Okay. Yeah, because... And one yeah. of the reasons that Ashraf actually noted is that Vikings were really like focused on their numbers. And they are not like... They may look like people who would just charge into battle and see how it goes no if they could see that hey maybe if i go sneak here i can do way i can like um not have all my men die then they would prefer to go for that uh, route so that that's kind of the uh, the idea i got from it and i really hope that in the gameplay they start with stealth like um, so far like and also in odyssey like they're really um they really just focus on this spartan fantasy this ancient greek fantasy and that's been what they've been using for uh, valhalla as well like the viking fantasy and sure but yeah we it's also still in a screed game and i'm still shocked that we haven't seen a one image of eivor with a hood like he has to, we we see it just use it yeah i i feel like there's going to have to be some type of um stealth type rates just from like a historic perspective like there are uh records of like vikings like slowly approaching monasteries trying not to alert guards and then like they're in the town before most of the guards realize they're there and the reason they would do that is because you mentioned they were in small numbers and the saxons had larger armies and they would raid a, a monastery real quick and try to do that before all the reinforcements would come. And so um, there's, I feel like they, that's like an easy way for them to get an easy win from stealth from even yeah. from history and seeing how much they've invested into trying to portray Vikings as best as they can in a video game in a horse historic sense. Uh, mm -hmm. I could, there's definitely going to be something along those lines for sure. 
Also fun uh, on Twitter, if you follow me there, uh, there was like a, a Twitter post from Ubisoft Canada. Not only did they rock awesome haircuts, Vikings had some of the coolest armor around. What would be your ideal gear uh, look like? I thought it was an open door, I had to. So they, they post a picture with the three Eivors and the like uh, better looking gear. And I posted an image of Floki from the Viking TV show with a hood being super sneaky. Um, <laughs> would be cool to have at least stuff like that. I'm still curious, and that's really one of the first questions I will ask when I get the chance. Legacy outfits, will those be in the game? That might be actually a cool prediction for, for later, but you still got a question, right, from someone? Yeah, so regarding like the hidden blades, we have a question from Croesus40 regarding double hidden blades. Uh, will it only be a single hidden blade, or will you be able to upgrade to twin blades? Uh, Krosis also wants to play male Eivor. He's excited for assassins and the building mechanics in the game. So what do you think, Jor? Um, I don't think we will get two hidden blades or conspicuous blades, as uh, Darby said. Um, I think <laughs> we will do, we will, and uh, Ashraf already kind of hinted at this, that we will likely have an ability or a way to um, um, yeah, to do sort of an ability to maybe kill more people in one assassinate. So I think we're it's more likely going to be a chain assassination or a rush assassinate that we saw in uh, in Odyssey, somewhere like that. But I don't think we will suddenly have two blades. Um, I don't think that would make a yeah. ton of sense. No, I I I would tend to agree with you mainly. Because like it sounds like it's like this important gift that's being handed to Eivor early in the story from like a lot of the uh, stuff that I've been reading, and yes. so yeah. uh, they're not going to reintroduce a, a second one in the storyline. On um, the only way that I could see it happening is if you had some sort of engineering skill set and like you've become so familiar with the hidden blade you're so deep into assassin hood um that you can make yourself a second one yeah and that's a skill a good or theory. something yeah or or but, you could like really like ask it nicely to your blacksmith in your settlement and then hope that he <laughs> like show it to him can you make me a, yeah. can oh, can you make one for every single person on my raiding party oh <laughs> damn then... oh damn <laughs> You should be and in the marketing for this game, man. That would be insane if they did that. Yeah, there, I have plenty of ideas, but uh, I don't know if people can act upon them. So we'll see. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we will see. Um, I wanted to quickly touch on the, the Raven as well. So uh, we, of course, know that the Raven is called Sunin. And uh, the changes they make here is that the UI will be reduced. So it will still function the same. Uh, it will be used to scout the area. But we will likely not have this circle that um, like gets warmer when you when you get close to the um, yeah sort of the icon or the, the activity that you want to that you're searching for or the mission objective. Um, they want to have the se uh, the secrets more instinctive and rewarding. So likely when you see smoke and then focus on that, maybe that unlocks some sort of icon on the map for you to go to. It kind of reminds me. I'm like also following a lot of Ghost of Tsushima. Um, footage right now and they're really focused on no waypoints everything must come natural so uh, I think that maybe I don't think it will be as uh, crazy maybe you can still like do the exploration mode and the guided mode as we saw in Odyssey and Ghost Recon actually had that as well that was really one of those ideas that they then put in every Ubisoft game so maybe it will also be in Valhalla but um, yeah it should not be as focused on like this circle in the middle uh, as we saw before um, I think we got a question about that too right or actually a a theory I think yeah mm -hmm. you can you can just do this one I think okay um, so this question I think was emailed to you Jor uh, yeah from it was uh, it was of course uh, if, if you want like questions read on the uh, on the podcast yeah join join the channel uh, as we noted. For $2 per month, you support the show and can also have your questions read. And Albas did that as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so maybe we would... Oh, wow. Maybe we would too... Ab oh, my gosh. I need to correct the grammar. <laughs> no, no, no. You can do far. it. You can do it. It's extra challenging. <laughs> maybe... Maybe we would have two ability trees, though. Thoughts and memories, sort of like three trees of the main character in Odyssey, for example. Um... 
And that's, of course, uh, uh, based on the Odin Raven. The, yeah, give like the Raven has its own abilities. So uh, that was kind of true. Like in Odyssey, as you upgraded um, Leonidas, you're like Icarus could do, it could hunt, uh, but no, you you rarely would see that though. Like it was such yeah. a pronounced ability, but then like you're just riding your horse and you just see some goat just get taken yeah. out off to the right side of your yeah, screen. Yeah, 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 yeah. You you have like these uh, in the skill tree. You had of course the the um, hunter, warrior, assassin, and then you also had like a horizontal bar with some other skills. And I think one of them was for. Uh, for Senu, right? Or Icarus? Yeah, damn it. Yeah, and yeah, then Icarus. Yeah. Now it's Sunin. 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 Yeah. So I, I, I always, I've, I've loved um, all the stuff that they've done with, like, yeah, like Icarus and that. So I, I kind of like that they're reeling it back in a little bit, though, um, mm. in the sense that it's not so. It was so easy to just pop Icarus on, highlight an entire camp, or like immediately know where to go, and it it did kind of pull you out of it, especially if like your goal was to just kind of push through to get to something else. Like you could yeah. use Icarus to kind of bypass. The mystery was kind of gone. The mystery was gone. Yeah, and we should have like Odin sight the the eagle vision now too. So maybe oh. maybe that Raven. that also. Yeah, so maybe that also makes our Raven less capable of, like, really tagging everyone. And maybe the the Raven cannot, like, tag people who are, like, inside buildings or something. And then we could use our yeah. own insight for that. But yeah. yeah, ability Again, trees. Again, more speculation. But, yeah, go ahead. Ability trees. I They talked about, like, that uh, Sunin would have more abilities. So maybe we can, like, customize it more. We already know they introduced the skins for our bird. Mm -hmm. So there are... More things at least happening uh, compared to Icarus and. Uh, uh, they Asen. could have levels of marking. Like you start off, maybe you can't. Like I would love that, to be honest with you. Again, more the speculation. But like if I were to pick any ability for the Raven to have, it would be like the vision gets upgraded over time. And then you get eventually get to the point where you can tag people and they're like maybe highlighted, but maybe early in the game, it's not quite like that simple. So you have to kind of mm -hmm. grind and, um, yeah, it will be interesting. I, I'm really curious. I think during the gameplay section, we will for sure see, uh, our Raven in action and then we will know way more about the UI. So, uh, yeah, let's, mm -hmm. uh, go to the predictions. Uh, Jordan, do you want to go first? Because uh, I think yours Let's, is pretty funny. Sure. Um, okay, I, before, I'm by the way, sorry. Yeah, uh, before, Go ahead. Um, it has to be for the launch of the game. So that so each episode, at the end of the episode, we make predictions. And then mm -hmm. um, we already made two. And then at the end, when the game comes out, we want to see who had the most predictions right. And those cannot be like things that happen post-launch. But they really have to be in the game at launch. So even if this... If if your prediction, um, for for you it's actually uh, nice because maybe post launch it will happen. But okay, l let's just go. But just that's copy yeah. out of the way. Let's. Uh, so my prediction is I don't think there's going to be a single horned helmet in the game, even paid for. Um, so I guess I kind of included. I might gamble and say like even a future pack might not even have a horn helmet yeah but, but I feel like you will already win at the launch off. of the game so if it releases yeah. later that will already be nice for me for me i think my prediction is i think ubisoft will will sell jumps vikings for our raiding party for helix credits um Boo. Boo. yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh uh, we haven't really seen that yet in the Ultimate Edition. They haven't, like, included uh, um, Bjorn Ironside from uh, Ragnar's Son or something. They might do that. Like, they, we got Athena and, like, uh, every famous ancient oh. Greece character as a lieutenant. Um, and, I mean, I think they will I, do it again. Yeah, I booed because I thought 
I was interpreting it as like, let's say you make a Yom's Viking and like oh, only people can download yours if no, they pay for it. No, 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 like, that, that will be, awful. that will be free. No, I think Ubisoft will make their own pre-made characters that will look a little bit cooler okay. and that will have their own unique abilities or something. And if you want those, uh, then you can either get them at Sargon 2.0 or buy them. You're That's probably my prediction. right. Or in the battle pass. <laughs> or in the battle pass. <laughs> sure. Do you, maybe you should have a job on the marketing team, man. I will be the worst. <laughs> I will be the worst in terms of like thinking for Ubisoft and not, not for the players. So I should maybe not do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, I kind of know them too well like to uh, think that they will not do this. I, I think they will. I yeah. think this is uh, they, it, even mm -hmm. in like Watch Dogs Legion, it's going to be interesting because you have these permadeath characters. So, and of course, the idea is that you play every character. So, they already teased characters for in the season pass. Um, so, are they also going to sell characters? I don't know, man. I mean, it's. So I think so, but it side. would be the gamer. The gamer side of me is starting to boil into a hot rage. Uh, the marketer side of me sees it as like, yeah, they're probably gonna do that. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, that, that's my point as well. Like thinking about the devil on my uh, shoulder, but uh, yeah. I really think, and that is going to as be super interesting. Can, and sorry, if you can roll them like a gift, like the Hades Lieutenant. Like, yeah, yeah. I think that w would be okay. And, like, you do a couple daily quests and you roll. And, like, as long as you're, like, actively in the game and you have a chance to, like, uh, hey, win Jordan, one of them. Remember how long yeah. it took me to get the Hades Lieutenant? It took me eight months. It, eight you're, months or something like that. Yeah, I think eight months is correct. Every video opening one or two. I think I opened, I don't know, man. I got everything. I bought all the item packs, so all the items I could only get were the, the ship stuff. And I still, it still took me eight months. I think you were the last person in the game to have the Hades Lieutenant. <laughs> like, we all had it. I got so, so many messages from people. Oh, I got it. And I'm like, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. But um, it, it, what I want is one point. No like. Helmet. Uh, no, no horned helmets. I think that's interesting. And do you want to like because they actually learned in history that they did not use horned helmets at all. That that's kind of the, yeah. the theory as well, right? So it is that not is historically accurate. That's yeah. not historically accurate at all. Yeah. And there's tons of uh, history fans like myself who, if like you could get a horned helmet, would kind of make us nerd rage just a little bit. So what I'm about a uh, unicorn helmet? <laughs> see i'm i think mythical gear sets will make their way in there like a thor oh, yeah. type thing like they've already shown a picture of one yeah. um, if you want thor as a jump spiking on your ship better buy uh, those helix credits yeah <laughs> <laughs> no, are they but, gonna be called helix credits they're gonna be called uh valhalla um, coins i'm not sure man i think they will <laughs> stick with the helix credits uh no but <laughs> l let's not talk a lot about this like we don't know yet they will obviously do microtransactions yeah. but i think it's still like worth noting and we should be vocal about this like breakpoint was kind of a mess like the amount of stuff that they sold in that game was insane um i made a video about that as well like this and and my title was actually this worries me for the next Creed. luckily that backfired like that wasn't the, the, whatever happened they in that game back a lot of that stuff very quickly like i think uh what? ghost creek uh, like the fact that you could buy upgradable crafting like you could basically just insta upgrade in uh, a weapon in that game or a gun that was removed from it pretty quickly within a week still right? though still though like weapons like what if like they're going for this unique weapon system and now we kind of go on the on this tension but i think it, it it's still worth noting like what if they go on this unique weapon sort of thing and we already saw that in uh in um uh, odyssey and origins as well that you could buy weapons at the start for helix credits but th those were only like weapons you could get there like what if you could find a weapon in the world but you could already buy it as well i think that was what breakpoint did as well if you want the blueprint for the ak you can buy it here or you can go to this camp and get the weapon and 
Now that I think of it, mm-hmm. that kind of kind of sounds like w- this unique weapon system, right? Where you could just skip to pay the ground because that was really Ubisoft's mantra. Like, you can grind, but you can also skip the grind. So then every time you were grinding, you were like, okay, but if I so this grind was worth two dollars. Like, you don't want to think about that. So I really hope they learn from think that. The biggest distinct though is Ghost Recon is a like a co-op and multiplayer game. I know that that's different, and like I think Valhalla being a single player game forces it into a corner where you got to have very limited uh pay for gear type uh situations because if you can just buy all the gear in the game up front in the store it defeats the entire purpose of playing a single player game Mm -hmm. uh in my opinion so they they may hurt themselves by doing that so i'm hoping that that's not the case i hope so too but it's hard to say right now and they won't tell and we will find out when the game comes out i think because uh I'm just like let let's at least hope that the whole Sargon and uh, situation is like a little bit improved. That they t- looked at that, they they actually did improve it post launch, and that was great. Like it was first way worse. It only had one item in the shop, and every week they added new stuff, and then it would only get harder to get the thing you want. So, but yeah, um, let let's start end with a positive thing. The game looks good. <laughs> game looks really yeah. good. <laughs> I'm I'm very excited for this. Yeah, game, I, I, for sure. me too, man. I just don't want them to ruin it like that. That's that's the whole point. Like I don't want like for Breakpoint, that was not really a good game to begin with. That we and we that became clear after a few hours because you were basically doing the same. Everything they're saying right now is great, and I really think that if one thing can ruin it a little bit, it's that part uh, of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I trust in Ashraf and Darby to be honest with you. Do they have the you. power? That's putting a lot of faith. Uh, they have the power at, to create the most of the mechanics in the game. Now, post-launch content, marketing-related stuff, they may like. Obviously, there's been a couple times where like there's been a PR person that told Ash to not speak about something. So you can tell, like, at least when it comes to selling the game. Uh, they maybe don't have too much uh, control over yeah, it, yeah. but um, there. I don't think that they would force a huge, like, pay-to-win mechanic into the game without respecting their thoughts. And I, I feel like they wouldn't like I that because so. it would. Because do- Darby seems like he's almost writing stories around gear, which is kind of cool. And like, if someone can just buy that gear, is he's like, why did we make a quest to go get it? Yeah, so you can get it for free. <laughs> now I get what you mean, and I really hope that I'm just kind of. I just have to see Breakpoint, and that's the whole thing. We haven't seen them release another game since then, so we really don't know yeah. what their take is. We know they delayed those games because Breakpoint wasn't good, but they actually kind of defended their microtransaction store and said it was all optional. And yeah, selling Mjolnir in the store in Valhalla, but you can also get it in game. Then it's still optional. So. I'm not sure, man. It's going to be very interesting and uh, when there are things that we don't like. Because I still think, like, these games are huge. We learned 15 studios are making it, uh, are working on it. And I would love to have, like, an extensive post-launch with free quests, free items, and stuff like that. I'm fine if there's then microtransaction in the game. But have them be stuff that doesn't interfere with the main game whatsoever. Um so let's hope that that like will be pink wolves. If you want a pink wolf, you can pay for it. Unibear, <laughs> drop it down, Ubisoft. I will buy that. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for watching and listening to the second episode of the Assassin's Cat cast. Don't forget to leave, of course, nice reviews on iTunes. Rate it five stars. Share it with your friends. And uh, we will be doing a Twitch pro post show, of course. So if you're watching on Twitch, hang in there. Because we will come to you, talk to you a little bit. If you want that post show and if you want the video, then you can head over to my YouTube channel, Joe Raptor, and hit the join button next to the subscribe button. For $2 per month, you can watch the video version that we're recording live here on Twitch. And you can also get the post show. If you want the, uh, the, the podcast two days early, then you can also go to that uh, join page and uh, for $5 per month, you can also do that. It would support the channel. Not necessary. But uh, yeah, it, it is awesome. And of course, if you are a subscriber on Twitch, that's very kind as well. 
So, Jordan, any closing thoughts? When will you be uh, moving into this new house? Um, ideally in June. So hopefully not the same week that they do gameplay. <laughs> Let's hope that it's like alternate. Uh, uh, like I will make uh, a call. Opposite. I will make a yeah. call. Do it. Do it. <laughs> now I think uh, you um, will like July is like the 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 time to watch. Likely I think any gameplay before that would just be cool. I do hope so mm -hmm. because editing videos with a trailer from five minutes and a teaser trailer from one minute. At one point, you're running out of footage, right? So Ubisoft, throw me a bone here. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, I, I really think that it will be like right now we're like struggling to find new footage. And then as with every E3 and really Ubisoft is like moving their E3 one month away. They are normally in June and now they are in July. Not sure if they will still find ways for people to play the game, but I still think that we will go from no gameplay to like a ton as we normally do for Ubisoft. Ubisoft really wants people to show their game. So I'm sure that they will maybe stream it. Like they did with Watch Dogs last year. And maybe they will stream Valhalla with Ashraf. And talk over the gameplay. So I think we will have a ton of that. Right now we have to be kind of quiet. But I'm playing The Last of Us Part 2. And uh, I got uh, I got my work cut out for me. So uh, Oh, there you go. I've been... When I do have chances to play video games. I've been playing Bannerlord 2. Oh, cool. So I heard about that. It's yeah. like a turn-based RPG story-based game. Not turn-based, but uh, Not it's turn like based? a yeah, it's a medieval RPG like campaign map, and then like you have like these pretty for a video game hyper-realistic. Um, it's early access though, so it's pretty buggy. But okay. Yeah, it's oh. fun though. Oh wait, Check never mind. I I'm thinking of another game, but we will talk about that in the post show, of course. SS Quest goes live every Saturday. And uh, thanks for listening, watching, and we will speak to you next time. Goodbye. See ya.